Hey, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. It's me, Brandon. And today I want to dive into a topic that has been popping up in my head as I've been working with young dancers over the past few years. And it's this idea of toxic work environments and what that means and what my role as a coach slash mentor to prepare dancers for environments that might be unsafe, right? Or unsafe in the long term. So not necessarily like dangerous right away, but if we're in a company or we're working for one person who is continuously either putting us down or, you know, making us feel uncomfortable, unsafe, or challenging us in ways that are unhealthy or unhelpful, what is my role as someone who doesn't want to tell dancers what not to do or come in, I don't want to tell dancers not to go for things, right? I mean, that has always been a goal of mine. Uh, if anything, I would rather just bring awareness to what they say they want and make sure their actions align. I've said that in past episodes. But sometimes I think we have ideas of what companies or we have uh, ideas of how companies are run. And the reality is when we get into these places, we see things for what they truly are, right? We have the mask of their of companies, um, you know, personas online. We see them on stage. We, we create these ideas of what they are. But then when we actually get them, we really get to see the inner workings of, you know, how they're run. What are the people really like outside of the, you know, public-facing facade? So... For me, it's so hard when dancers come to me and say, oh, I want to be in this company. And it's hard for me to encourage those dancers to go for those things when I know that that company or that person leading the company has a history of unhealthy working relationships, right? And the truth is, you're not going to know or dancers aren't going to know until they're in them and kind of see them for themselves. But... I think if we can identify harmful activity or harmful actions or language, we can make better and more informed decisions about, you know, any adjustments we need to make in our lives. So today, this is going to be more of a two-part episode, and today I'm really focusing on the employer side, and in the next episode, we're going to focus more on the employee side, so the people we work with, right, or the people who are in our company with us. So today, I just want to focus on the employer side of things, right? So I'm going to offer you three ideas or three situations to look out for when you're in these companies or you're working for these people uh, and you're not feeling heard or you're feeling like um, or you're starting to feel unsafe. Maybe one of these three things can be helpful to you to help understand why you're feeling this way. So the first one I want to bring up is about defensiveness. Yeah, and this is defensiveness from your employer uh, when they are confronted with a problem or some kind of conflict. Uh, And basically what this means is that your employer just doesn't take responsibility for any problems, right? When you come to your employer with a problem, uh, nothing is more discouraging than them just shutting down your concern or issues that you have. 
For example, maybe you come to your employer and say, hey, we actually didn't get a full day off this week. We're supposed to get at least one day off. Uh, you know, I understand it was a show week and we had to work on Saturday and then, you know, we have Sunday. We had to do some pressing. I don't know. Uh, but now it's Monday and we're back to our regular schedule. So we didn't get a full day off or we're on tour, whatever the situation is. Um, and this is something really, really we really need as a company, as dancers, we need that time to rest. You know, maybe the response is, well, I was working every day this week as well. That's just the way it is sometimes, right? So not only discounting your experience, but saying, you know, oh, I, I was doing the same thing. If I can handle it, why can't you? You know, which is a real response. None of these examples I'm giving you today have not happened. Okay, so just keep that in mind. But in reality, isn't there a better way to address this, right? Like maybe the response is just acknowledging, right? You're right. I missed that. We're going to move our day off to this Monday since we've been touring for seven days straight. Yeah, that's a solution. That's a solution. Great. This is a mistake that has happened. Um, let's fix it, right? And let's make sure that you're getting the things you need. One, I hear you. One, I also agree, like we need to, this is important, right? Your concern is valid. And I think this is actually a very common problem in companies where you're not getting the time off you need or whatever it is. Maybe you're not getting the schedule on time. Maybe you're not being informed of changes in time, right? And there's, and like I said, there's problems in every workplace, but how much is your employer willing to work with you on those problems or find solutions or how much are they just trying to shut you down right so it's not about oh this happened once this if this happened once or twice it's probably going to continue happening right what is their strategy in solving problems that's what i want you to look out for so that's the first one if they cut if you bring problems to them and they come uh back with defensiveness or shutting down um that is one sign to be aware of, right? And something you might need to start thinking about changing. Um, the next one is going to be an extension of defensiveness, and it is gaslighting. So basically what gaslighting does is make you question your reality. This can be a pretty common practice for employers, especially if they're trying to keep you engaged in the company, if you're considering leaving or making a shift, um, or you're not sure what the vision is of the company, you know, your boss wants to keep you as a dancer. So this is a way to convince you to stick it out with them without them once again, actually having to make any changes or adjustments. Like I remember being on tour once and I felt like our per diem was really low. And not only did I feel that it was really low, it was probably like, I don't know, like 15 to $20 a day. And, you know, if you're going on tour and you don't have some of these places, you don't have access to grocery stores or places to cook, you're in hotel rooms. So you have to eat out and $20 can go in one meal, right? And then you're forced to eat, you know, pay out of your own pocket for these meals. And I remember bringing this up to my employer and they were like, oh, this is actually really good per diem. Compared to when I was young or when I was dancing, we used to get paid half of that. And 
I, for me, I was like, well, that's bad too. Not, you know, they're both bad. So you just saying that this is, this is uh, better because it is more. I'm like, both are bad. So why are we, why don't we actually just have something that's good? We need to solve this. Once again, we need to solve this problem, right? Or this could be a question of, you know, you might be thinking maybe they're right. Maybe I'm, I am lucky to have any money at all, right, for per diem. And just forget it. That's their goal, right? That's the goal of that conversation to be like, oh, if you're ungrateful for this, like realize that they're, it's the, what, there's like starving children in the world. It's like that example. So, I mean, you, this situation isn't only when you're in the company, but as I mentioned earlier, when you might be considering leaving the company, instead of accepting your decision, they make you feel like you're making the wrong choice right? Or they try to convince you to stay based on things that aren't true or that aren't solidified. Like, oh, we have touring planned soon. Like, you're not going to want to miss out on that when sometimes there's no touring to be had, right? Or, oh, we ha- we're working on having guest choreographers come in that you're really going to like. Once again, are they on the books or are you just trying to convince me to stay for something that might happen might happen three to five years from now, right? I think one of the most dangerous ones that I've experienced is someone saying, you're not going to find better than this, right? Or something of that, something around that language of, you know, it's actually really good here. You get, you're going to be here every day. You get a schedule, you you have somewhere to be from 10 to 5 every day or 11 to 6, whatever it is. Like, you're not going to get any better than that. And you can think, especially as a young dancer who doesn't have any experience outside of this world or, um, you know, maybe you've had very few jobs and maybe this is one of the better ones you've had. Uh, maybe you're thinking, you're right, this is as good as it gets. Maybe this is the best situation for me. But if you're unhappy in a position and someone ever says this or something like this to you, I hope you know and please know that you're making the right decision to leave. You're making the right decision to move on and try to find something else for yourself. Okay? You can always find, you can always adjust, you can always seek out and obtain the things you need. Yes? How that happens is going to differ from person to person and situation to situation. But if anyone ever makes you feel like this is the best it gets, they're lying to you. Okay? You can always find what you need somewhere else. Right? It might look different from what you thought it was going to look like, for sure. But don't feel like you need to stay somewhere because it's not going to get any better. (laughs) Okay? So that's the second one. Uh... Try to negotiate these defensive, these gaslighting tactics. Um, But I want to leave you with one more, and that is criticism and comparison, right? And I'm not talking about criticism in the sense of you're a dancer, you get notes, right? But more so about the attack on your character or your being. Um, This can be examples of comments on your body, whether it's good or bad. Um, I mean, I remember employees comparing 
their younger students to me, right? As a professional, they'd be like, oh, why can't you do this? My younger, you know, teenagers can do this. Why can't you? Uh, and that's not okay, <laughs> right? You are a professional. You're a different person. And not only maybe comparing you to, uh, you know, children, uh, but also maybe comparing you to past company members or current company members for that matter. You know, oh, can you do this more like this person? Oh, why can't you be more like this, right? The answer is because you're not that person, right? You are your own individual who has your own skill sets, your own talents to offer. That's why you got the job or that's why you thought you got the job. But, you know, sometimes employers hire people based on the people who are leaving, right? So in their heads, they're like, oh, this person's kind of like this person who's leaving. So let's let me form them into that person, right? And the issue is, when you're new to the dance world, we just have nothing to compare these situations to, right? Maybe you've even had similar experiences growing up. So when you were growing up, you got a lot of comments on your body. You got a lot of comments in comparison to other people. You, you know, you, you've all, these are familiar. So you think, oh, this is just how it is. Right. And I, I'm just I created this episode to tell you that's not healthy. Right. That's not actually how it should be when it, when you were young and it happened, it wasn't OK. And now when you're older and a professional, still not OK. Right. But I want to offer these few examples. So not to discourage you or to like alarm you. And maybe you've experienced this and you're like, oh, my God, I was in a I had a toxic employer. That's not my goal, but it is to, you know, bring awareness to situations that you might not recognize as toxic or as harmful to you, right? And might not feel that way in the long run. But I think what these examples or the important thing to know about these examples is it's about the consistency, right? It's about how often these things happen, right? It's not about the one time where this happened and you brought something up and, you know, your employer was a little defensive. It's about the the repeating of it, right? If it's happening month after month or it's happening year after year, that's a sign, right? That is a sign that these uh, character flaws in this in your employer or these actions from your employer are going to remain the same and they're not going to change. Yeah, so take that as information. Take that as okay, maybe I need to adjust something in my life or I need to make a switch, right? So that's what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. I would love to know your thoughts on this. If you have ever experienced something like this, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at it's Brandon Coleman or at Breaking the Wall Podcast. If this is a helpful episode for you or this resonates for you, I would uh, love to know that. Yeah, or share it with a friend. Anything that can help. Uh, but I will be back with a part two, focus more on, uh, company dynamics in terms of your fellow dancers, the people you work with. Uh, so look out for that episode soon. Um, but thank you so much for listening and I will see you all or talk to you all later. Bye.